What's up, my peeps? Mr. G here, live from Portage West Middle School, a.k.a. Big Daddy G. No, I'm just joking, man. I'm trying to keep these things entertaining for you guys. Hey, I appreciate you listening. I'm sure you got a lot of things you want to do right now. But today we are talk, here to talk to you about Chapter 6, Section 1. And really what I really need you to understand is following the events at Lexington and Concord, um, the colonists eventually realized that they need to start to organize in a single army, a single military that can represent all of the colonies. And they decided to call this the Continental Army. Prior to this, you know, each, each colony had its own local militia or each town had its own local militia. But now they realize, you know, we need to really start preparing because there, there seems to be a good chance that the colonists are going to have to go to war with the British. And they decide that they're going to start organizing this continental army and they want to surround Boston. Boston was the heart of where there were most of the British troops and Boston has a lot of uh, hills and areas that are surrounding it. And so they decided to start surrounding Boston. Now at that same time, uh, the continental army needs a leader. And so George Washington, yes, our very first president prior to him being president was selected to lead the Continental Army. And he was chosen because he had previous military experience, but he also was a big guy. George Washington was like 6'3", 6'4". He was a macho guy. He was someone that was tough. He was kind of rough around the edges. He was someone that people would listen and respect. And so he was chosen uh, to lead the Continental Army. Now, the Battle of Bunker Hill took place in June of 1775. And if you remember, the Continental Army was basically trying to fortify two hills that overlooked Boston. By that, we mean they were trying to make forts um, so they could oversee what was happening within Boston. The two hills that they were trying to fortify were Breed's Hill and Bunker Hill. Um, now, the British, when they get word of this or see this taking place, they get a little concerned. Because anytime someone has the high ground in you, high ground on you in terms of, of military, um, uh, in, t- in terms of any military activity, that's a problem. If you're trying to run up a hill and attack someone, it's very, very difficult. So when Great Britain gets word that the Continental Army is, is trying to fortify Breed's Hill and Bunker Hill, that's a concern. This gives the Continental Army an advantage. And so the British uh, commanding officers decide they are going to go and try to take back control of Breed's Hill and Bunker Hill. Okay, so to do this, they send in over 2,000 troops. That's a massive amount of people. If you think, you know, Portage West Middle School is usually between seven and 800 kids. That's a lot of people, 2,000 troops. So they decide that they're simply just going to charge up the hill and try to take back control of this ground. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize this is not a good idea. Simply just taking your troops and running up a hill is clearly a recipe for disaster. And that really shows that Great Britain didn't really respect the colonists. They thought of them as a bunch of farmers um, that didn't know how to even, you know, handle a basic, uh, you know, basic weaponry like a musket. And that was, uh, you know, nothing further from the truth. Uh, so when the con- when the Continental Army realizes that the British is just going to run up the hill, they would get behind their trees or get behind their fortifications, their ditches that they had dug, and they would fire their muskets. And this led to a huge amount of casualties for the British. Um, The British tries to do this uh, two times in a row. And both times, as they're charging up the hill, their soldiers are getting smoked. Okay, They had to fall back on two separate occasions. On the third and final attempt, Great Britain was finally able to overtake uh, Breed's Hill 
but they lost a lot of soldiers by doing so. Over a thousand British soldiers were wounded or killed um, during this, and that was a huge, huge problem for the British Army. It was also very embarrassing because they were one of the strongest militaries in the world, and now they're starting to realize, you know what, these these colonists are willing to fight for their rights. So the Americans, even though they had to retreat, almost viewed this as a victory because they had really, again, showed the British that they were going to fight for the rights. They were going to stand their ground. Well, immediately following Bunker Hill, George Washington starts sizing up his army. And one of the first things that he realizes, man, his, his army is lacking a lot of things. First off, they're lacking supplies. They don't have basic things like boots, uniforms. They don't have enough gunpowder. They don't have enough muskets. They're lacking food. The other thing he realizes, many of these guys have never had any formal military training. Okay, so he was starting from you know ground zero here. He had to go in and train and really instill some discipline uh, with his army. And then another huge problem was men. They lacked soldiers. They lacked people that were willing to fight on a full-time basis. They might have people that would show up you know, for a few days or a few weeks and they would go home. And so just having um, some discipline and some expectations uh, in the military, Washington realized he needed to put those in place in order for them to be successful. Well, as time went on in March of 1776, the British finally realized, you know what, we might want to start considering abandoning Boston for a couple of reasons. First off, uh, the kind of army continued to surround them, and they realized if they stayed in Boston, they were going to be engaged in more battles. And at this point, the British government was not giving up by any means, but they realized, you know what, it might be better if we simply just leave for a while and get our new strategy in place. Okay, so Great Britain did just exactly that. They loaded up their troops, over 9,000 British troops left. A number of loyalists also left as well. And this was a proud moment for the Americans because they felt in their minds that Great Britain uh, had left. Now, we know this is just the beginning of a huge problem between Great Britain and the colonists. But for the time being, it really gave colonists some confidence that, hey, you know, we're doing some good things and Great Britain is really now seeing us as a, as a very viable threat um, upon them. Guys, thanks a lot. Have a good one. We'll see you later.